We all laughed at George Russell in Bahrain when he said Red Bull are going to win every race. He's looking like Nostradamus right now because I don't see where Red Bull lose. Ferrari threw absolutely everything at this race. They brought a, a monster-specific package. They brought the rear wing. They they gave both their drivers brand spanking new engines. You know, the whole lot, everything. And Red Bull looked them in the eye and said, we got you. And they did. Somebody in the pre-season predictions predicted that Logan Sargent would beat Alex Albon this season. I definitely did. Yeah. 100%. Did you really say that? 100%. Ca Cameron, uh, the receipt has been <laughs> given to you. <laughs> Dead wrong. Max Verstappen, meanwhile, every time he came up upon Valtteri Bottas, it was like Moses parting the bloody Red Sea. Mm. Zero challenge, zero resistance. Oh, and for yeah. that reason and that reason yep. alone, Chez and Baxty, in the comparison directly between Checo Perez and Valtteri Bottas, you will never hear me giving credit to Bottas. Checo Perez, every, it's not even a question, that's Oh, you know, I don't care about Max's 10 in a row. That's just for Wikipedia. Um, you know, and nobody reads Wikipedia. And nobody reads, which is <laughs> objectively it. not true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of The Shakedown. With me as always, my co-host Baxty and Shez. How are we doing, chaps? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, bruv. I'm all right. I'm surviving. I'm surviving. One foot in front of the other, <laughs> trying, trying to absorb... What turned out to be a pretty decent Italian Grand Prix, Aishes. Not pretty bad. Fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Not bad. Go on then. Where do we? Where do we? What do we need to broach first? Let, let's talk about Carlos Science, lads, because I I didn't think I you might have heard me on the left. I fully wrote off Carlos Science. I thought there was zero chance of Carlos Science beating Max Verstappen into turn one, lap one, because I think Max Verstappen has him. Under manners. What did you guys think, Shez? What did you think of Carlos Sainz's performance overall? Did he um did he surprise you or did you know that Carlos had that sort of performance in his locker? I mean, I didn't I didn't know it. Um, but I suspected he he he'd have something like it. And that that has to go down as maybe his best drive in Formula One. You know, that was that that had everything, didn't it? You know, holding off uh you know, beating Max into the first corner, uh, holding him off for how many laps? Fifteen laps, and then, uh, and then um, with worn out tires, managing to hold off his raging bull of a teammate, um, prancing horse of a teammate, whatever. Uh, in the in the final laps, that that performance for me had everything that 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 highlights that showcases Carlos's talents. That's a that was a great great drive. Donate it, Shez. Back to you, talk to me. Carlos Heinz gone up a couple of notches, in your opinion, on the back of that. I want to see him do it more often. I think everyone's been telling us for years how good Carlos is, and he was showing glimpses of it, particularly last year when he got that win at Silverstone, you know, and he, yes, he got the pole, but then he had to kind of overcome a bit of adversity to get back in front and basically defy team orders as well to do it. Um, but yeah, I think this is the Carlos that we've been told exists and has never been seen. And now it's a matter of backing it up. You know, we see drivers give amazing performances, one-off amazing performances, but yeah, they don't back it up. Can Carlos back it up and actually justify Ferrari keeping him for the next couple of years? There's people sniffing around that seat. Alex Albon is certainly somebody that's been spoken about. So um, I think, um, you know, it's time for Carlos to step up now. And he yeah, he did that this weekend. He was amazing from... FP1 all the way through to the end of the Grand Prix. Superb. Nailed it, bruv. Yeah, absolutely nailed it, man. And I, I started to lose faith in the in the project that is Carlos Science. I won't lie. I, I, Me too. I, Me too. I, I, I know he's Mr. Consistent, but again, this is a story told in tents and I wasn't necessarily, necessarily seeing the highs as often as I'd hoped. Talk to me very quickly. You brought up Albon. There, Baxter, and I wanted to I wanted to um, tangent very quickly into it. But before I do that, I want to talk about Ferrari and this Red Bull dynamic because I'm I'm still astounded at the way how inevitable this felt from Max Verstappen. Now, I was just listening to another podcast, and they argued that but for one Carlos Sainz lockup, 
potentially Carlos could have ended up winning that race. Agree or disagree, Shes? <laughs> no, absolutely disagree. Um, um, just before I answer that, um, can I just disagree with you guys a little bit on that last little Carlos Sainz point? Just because I think, um, I mean, I take your point about the, the the fact that maybe we haven't seen the best Carlos Sainz, but also I, I feel like that race was actually more of a culmination of all of the work he's been putting in over the course of this season. You know, I agree he doesn't have the peaks that Charles Leclerc does, but but actually, more often than not, he's been getting the most out of that car this season. Um, and he's done that probably more consistently than, than Charles Leclerc has. You know, you look at your Spains and you look at your um, Zanvorts, uh, and every time there's an upgrade or some kind of downturn in form, science is there. Leclerc's nowhere. Um, and that, that, that's why I feel like that that performance yesterday was just it was just underlining his the progress he's made since last year. I thought I, I thought it was really good. Um, just uh, the, the sense of inevitability, though, Cameron. Sorry, I, I didn't answer your question. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the 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 fact that for the first fifteen laps, everyone and their mother was talking about Carlos Sainz's rear tires. Um, kind of that that for me was was you knew the game was up, um, and Carlos was in was in desperation move. And if that had been Carlos at the end of the race, um, trying to hold off Verstappen, uh, I would have, I'd have agreed with the lockup um, narrative. But I think uh, at that point in the race, Max was just so under control. There was a, there was maybe a little point at which I thought that, that his front left was opening up a little bit, uh, but actually he got a little word in his ear from GP, dropped back a little bit, waited, bided his time. And uh, and Cameron, I think you called it at the time. He you got him on the very lap that you thought he was going to. It was it was that predictable. Yeah, there is there is a sense of inevitability. Baxi, talk to me about this, bro, because I don't want to get too far up Max Verstappen's AWS here. But I'm as I was watching it in real time, like I just I I could. Just, uh, you could almost see the, the laps that he was kind of taking it easy on, and then he he, he almost took the approach almost like a a lion with a gazelle, right? He didn't go for the for Carlos Sainz when he was at his strongest, and the tires were had lots of rubber left in them. He waited and he bided his time, as Shez pointed out. And then, as Carlos Sainz was weakening, he he kind of just he kind of just tightened the screw, didn't he? And again, they were set up perfectly were Red Bull with not the low downfall setup with a, a medium-ish downfall setup, capitalizing through Parabolica and maximizing, just making a car that's super overtakey. And and obviously turn one, turn two was where they were going to get it done. Backsteed, like are, are you as impressed as me with Max Verstappen and Red Bull and their performance in Italy? Uh yeah, I mean I, I'm impressed with them overall. Uh, I mean, this kind of carries on from what I was saying in the last episode that yeah, they're just operating at such a high level. Now, I don't think we've ever seen this level of peak efficiency from a team, I think, ever. You know, to you know, the ten wins, you know, the ten wins aside. I mean, look, they've won fifty, what, fifteen races in a row, and every single race this season. Um, and it's you know, it's particularly with one driver, it's just incredible, you know, efficiency. It's the strategy is best in class. Pit stops, you know, pretty much best in class. I know Ferrari and McLaren are kind of equal to them in that regard. Um, you know, engineering, best in class. I, I Not even the Mercedes dominance, certainly. You, you didn't see this level of performance from them. Not even in the Vettel years as well. You know, you, you just didn't see it. Maybe in the nine races that he won in a row, but that was it. This is just... You know, incredible levels. Yeah. You know, uh, I know I'm talking Shez's language here. Like, <laughs> Mate, I think even more than that. I, I, I think you, you know what makes Red Bull so demoralising right now, right? Is, is that every other car on the grid has certain strengths and things that 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 make them good. Like, you know, um, the the Williams is quick in a straight line. The Ferrari, same sort of fairly quick in a straight line. Um, the, the the Mercedes is good at higher downforce tracks, same as the McLaren and the Aston. And yet every track where where those teams think, right, 
we, we've got a bit of an advantage. The Red Bull manages to be better, so it, it's it's got that that the, the 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 platform that they have created means that this is the most versatile car on the grid. It doesn't have any vices at all, and is better than the peaks of all of the other cars. You take it to you take it to Hungary on a high downforce track. Yeah, it, it misses out on pole by three thousandths and then waltzes off by fifty two seconds in the race. It loses it loses pole by what a hundredth of a second at, at Monza, the complete opposite track, and still waltzes off into the distance to, to beat the teammate by six, seven seconds. You know, th- this is an unreal package we're seeing. And I'm not just talking about the car, I'm talking about the car and driver package, because that 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 little marriage of of Max and RB19 is going to go down in history as as a as a as one of the most dominant and adaptable, just awe-inspiring packages we've ever seen. And it and it must be demoralizing for every other team to look at that. Right. Formidable, bruv. Formidable. I mean, when you've got Max like doing running commentary on the extent to which Carlos <laughs> Science Jr. is losing his rears in real time, like how much how much extra excess bandwidth can one f1 driver has is like he's it's like he's back in the sim lads the way he's talking it's bonkers and then to have all of the operational and the strategy stuff as as absolutely solid as as they have it i I don't like even even at the peak of mercedes power you'd still expect like they'll turn up in monaco and you know somebody else would have a good shout right uh they would get singapore as well singapore you, you know and 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 they would lose races because of that. Red Bull on their worst days are still winning by twenty seconds. You know, it's yeah. Mercedes Lord. would always have a mad moment, wouldn't they? I mean, you think of Germany twenty nineteen. Yeah, you think of Georgia losing that win in Sakir in twenty twenty as well. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. you had Nico and Lewis just kind of egoing each other off the track. So yeah, bloody Nora lads. Are we then? Is this then getting to like goat? team slash drive okay here's what i mean to say with this all the stuff that we've been we've, we've been told about you must appreciate max verstappen okay so don't i've never been a fan of proselytizing don't condescend nor patronize me as a lifelong f1 fan i'm not there i'm not here for that but do do the f1 propagandists have a point <laughs> Do they have a point? Oh, at this point, 10 deep now, lads. Unprecedented settings. Record-breaking all over the shop. The, they're, they're kind of doing it at a canter, Baxty. Do, do the guys that are telling us that we need to appreciate this level of excellence because we may never see it again. Do they have a point, Baxty? Um, you know, I, I never disagreed with that setting. I've, and I'll go back to what I said last week. It's the image problem that comes with the controversial title, the, the cost cap breach, you know, who knows, they may have broken the cost cap again. It's it, That's due fairly soon, I believe. So, um, and I think that's partly why I think the media are trying to justify it because they're kind of like, yeah, we've got to appreciate this greatness because they don't see it coming back. As I said, when, when people are dominant, you don't appreciate it. I think it's going to take some time for the F1 world to really take stock and go, hang on, we've seen something really special here. Um, you know, this season, I mean, we all laughed at George Russell in Bahrain when he said Red Bull are going to win every race. He's looking like Nostradamus right now because I don't see where Red Bull lose. Me neither. Oh yeah. my gosh. What are we looking at, chaps? It's daft. I, I, I think it's, oh. I was um, re-watching like I was left a tad astounding, lads. Like it just felt very, um, almost like cut Simon Barnes settings, right? Shares almost choreographed. Like it was like, you would never believe, watching it, you would never believe that this is the highest level of motorsport that we're seeing. So, um, so, so, so much do the other drivers and other teams almost play into the hands of Red Bull. It just looks, looks like madness, Shares. But is it, ma- it is a matter of perspective though, isn't it? I mean, you could look at it, you you could look at it as the as the as the pessimistic. It's because everyone else is really rubbish and 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 only Red Bull are able to do it. But actually, I I, I see it the way you're seeing it, which is it is a great driver team doing great things. They they are wiping the floor with everybody else, and 
it, it is something that's going to be remembered. All of these things tend to be, if you look at if you look at the big big seasons, 88, uh, 92, 04, 02, 2020, 2020 not so much just yet, but all of those other seasons, they're the ones that everyone looks to and goes, you know, that was a team working at the peak of their powers. But at the time, no one appreciates that. I'm not saying that you have to appreciate it. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not going to say that anyone has to say this is the greatest thing they've ever seen. But it is. And in in sort of 10, 15 years time, when other people have tried to attain the same kind of records and haven't been able to achieve them, it will be it will be really obvious sort of what we're what we've been looking at. And 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 it is something that, that we that we're going to remember having lived through. Oh dear. Go on, go on, Baxley. Yeah, I've got two things to add to that. So, Shez, when you talk about dominant seasons, you forgot 2011 and 2013. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> With Red Bull. Uh, no, sorry. Um, no, and the the, the other point is, and I, we've got to remember that these records are being set in a very different context to somebody else. Like, there is no competition for Red Bull at all. Very much like McLaren were in '88 and Williams were in '92. Like. Obviously, with McLaren, you had Prost and Senna, so that made it vaguely interesting. And, you know, 92, I know Benetton were kind of nipping at the heels, but it was still inevitable that Williams would would win. But, you know, there is literally nobody challenging Red Bull right now. I mean, Ferrari flirted with it, but Red Bull were happy to throw away pole, Max on the front row, and then win. You know, Helmut Marko said, we set up for the race. Mm. Yeah, they're they're happy not to get pole. They care about getting the twenty five points on the Sunday. And you know, whilst it was a great moment with Carlos getting pole and the celebration, and you know, akin to Hamilton in Hungary, it was like, yeah, great. This is great today, but in tomorrow we're going to have the exact same result. There's going to be yeah, with yeah. That, with that pleasure, there will be pain on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's. I want Mercedes, I want Ferrari, I want Aston Martin, I want somebody to mount a challenge. Not possible this year. It's it's done, and it was done before the season even started because you know, we saw the relative sticky situations that the other teams were in. We've just got to hope that somebody can do an Aston Martin and really jump forward and get themselves closer to Red Bull. Uh, obviously, I want it to be Mercedes, but I just want somebody to challenge. He's because... You know what, Baxty? I I I disagree with what you've said of as like as far as pertaining to Monza. I think this was the not the true test, but this is as close as anyone's come this year, right? To to offering some form of challenge to Red more, Bull more and, than and, Fernando at Monaco. Uh, well, I I didn't feel like Fernando was ever going to smash that as soon as it became changeable conditions, and that spoke to Max Verstappen's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's being, I, I personally, subjectively, I, yeah, I never really yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. Fernando was going to challenge. You know what I mean? I just didn't feel yeah, like he had the minerals. Sorry, sorry, interrupted you. For, for a couple of laps at least, I was surprised by the genuine challenge that Science <clears> and Leclerc, <throat> to a, a different extent, were offering Red Bull and Max Verstappen. I thought Max, Max was going to nail him. I didn't think Carlos Sainz would last the lap. Genuinely, chaps, even with Monza being really difficult to overtake around. But then it, when you get forensic and understand exactly what Red Bull are doing, they're not even setting themselves up just for the race, right? They're tailoring their package to where it's easiest to overtake or where the overtake is most likely on the bloody track. Max Verstappen's emptying out all his energy around Parabolica and and nailing Sector 3 in a way that nobody else can. I think it's it's almost like they're looking at the strengths of their closest rivals and then they say like, all right then, so this. yeah, so here's, yeah. That, that's what you've got to offer. Okay, so here's our Queen's Sacrifice. We'll yeah. give you that and then this is yeah. this is going to be yeah. our response and I think that's bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it is meant to Ferrari fruit absolutely everything at this race they brought a, a monster specific package they brought the rear wing they they gave both their drivers brand spanking new engines you know the whole lot everything and red bull looked them in the eye and said we got you and they did incredible yeah it, they just have an answer for absolutely every yeah. scenario 
But I say again, and I'll probably get roasted for this in the comments, it is tempered by the aforementioned issues that surround that team, um, which which makes it like I can appreciate the job they're doing, but it just there's that caveat in the back of my head just going like those you know Abu Dhabi Costa Abu Dhabi Costa like I know Abu Dhabi partly wasn't their fault that was the stewarding but the Costa was their fault but yeah and I think that, that that's what makes it so you know. I don't want any one team to dominate. Yes, I was happy when Mercedes were dominating because that's my team with my driver and they're winning and it's great. But you know, competition, you just want to see something. Be it Checo actually challenges Max for once. That's not going to happen because Max has got him so far under manners, it's not even funny. Um, yeah, Even going to Singapore, I expect Max to go, oh, um, Checo, you're the king of the street circuits. Not anymore, you're not. I'm going to win this. <laughs> I think I think it's literally the one circuit Max hasn't won at. I think now, and Vegas, Vegas, obviously. But, yeah, 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 and presidented. I tell you what, though, Baxter. I'd say around Checo Perez, he's quite peaky and trophy, isn't he? And I feel like Checo woke up again, <laughs> like Frankenstein. I wouldn't be surprised once again if I don't, if if Checo goes really well around Singapore, and particularly because Max hasn't gone well around there. Something about that track doesn't seem. But again. Who knows, right, if that chap's in that form and then he's got bloody stakes now, he wants to extend the record. Never back against Max Verstappen as at September of 2023. Chaps, can we talk Alex Albon for a second? Because I think he's worthy of some praise at the moment. I haven't given him a lot of sunlight. That was a, he's been driving very, very well of late and he's been overachieving in that Williams. That Okay, so they've made progress, but it's still not, it's still... An SH one T box, isn't it? Let's be let's be quite frank. So to, for him to finish, qualify so highly, and then extend that into a decent finish, more than decent finish. I don't know. Shares, uh, 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 are you high, are you as high on Alex Albon as myself, or is that yeah, is yeah, there, yeah, yeah? No, I am. Narrative? Yeah, no, I am. I, I am. You, you, you know that I'm a I'm a I'm a person that quite enjoys looking at people's uh, looking at drivers' um, junior careers and how they came up through the ranks and 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 where they are. And, yeah, Albon was the guy that all of them looked up to in karting. They all they all saw him as the guy, and he was he was just unlucky. Maybe unlucky is the wrong word, but it must be galling for him to see uh, Lando in his McLaren making hay. George in, in the Mercedes doing what he's doing um, and Charles in the Ferrari doing what he's doing and, and thinking, you know, I, 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 I had these guys under manners in, in, in carts and what am I doing? Why did I have to spend half a season in a Red Bull getting absolutely thwacked so everyone thinks that I can't drive? And, and what pleases me is that he's putting himself now in a position where, where you can see what he's about and, and I don't think it's just because he 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 is he has an affinity for a car with low downforce. I think the car has an inherent balance that allows him to showcase what he can do in an environment that allows him to show that, which he I don't think he's had before in F one. And that's what pleases me so much about him because he's 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 ha he's got an opportunity now, like a proper opportunity. And he's and he's really running with it. He's making the absolute most of it. And if they if if Williams can combine that with a bit of competitiveness, is that a word? Um, then <laughs> then, I, then hopefully we'll start to see even more of Alex and and more more of a a starring role rather than just a footnote as a as a as a starring drive, more of a leading man kind of person in 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 a race. I think it's coming. I hope it is. Um, it's kind of down to Williams though now, isn't it? Just a tad. Uh, and maybe Alex Albon, depending on where he sees himself going forward. But he talked to me about Alex Albon. He finished seventh. That's redonkulous, right? That's not bad. And I think we should be talking about this more somehow. Yeah, I, I don't see it as any coincidence that Alex is being linked with the Ferrari drive, as I mentioned earlier. You know, I think Alex was in a really unfortunate position that he got promoted to that Red Bull team way too early. I mean, he was a rookie, let's not forget, when he got promoted to the, the Red Bull team. You know, by necessity, because he was really the only driver that could do it, you know, they weren't going to bring Kvyat back 
and Gasly had to go because he was just all over the place at that stage. Um, so Albon had to go in and he did okay at the back end of 2019, but 2020 was just, as we know, a complete disaster and nearly killed his career, which I'm glad that Williams gave him the opportunity to come back, uh, having taken that year out, being a line runner to try and get Lewis a penalty after Silverstone for Red Ooh. Bull. Uh, I don't forget that one, Red Bull. Um but yeah, I'm really. He's kind of the next Pierre Gasly as well, because Gasly went away from Red Bull and then kind of showed everyone and got better and was like, "Hey, you know, look how good I am!" And you know, uh, you know, won the race in Monza two, uh, three years ago, and you know, got the podium last week in Zandvoort. And I feel Alex is kind of doing that now, where he's kind of going, "No, I was, I was thrown into that Red Bull seat too early, and actually, I am good and I deserve to be here." And you know, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to get a bigger, big drive in the future, be it with you know, Ferrari or Mercedes or whoever. And I'm going to show you that I can win races and I'm and I'm get more podiums consistently. He's got two podiums already. Mm. He should really have more. Uh, yeah. Lewis counted yeah. for two of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, painful. Though I do have one thing to say. Um, gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Um, I think Cameron's seen where this is going because... Uh, Somebody in the preseason predictions predicted that Logan Sargent would beat Alex Albon this season. I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> did you really say that? 100%. Cameron, uh, the receipt has been <laughs> given to you. <laughs> Dead wrong. There is a song featuring Eminem, Notorious B.I.G., called Dead Wrong, and I've been listening nah. to it a lot of late, man. Like, I listen... Can't he can't nobody bats a thousand Baxty, and that that is one of my <laughs> worst picks. I want to say that I did it for the content, but it's not true. I but thought it, that Logan, uh... but just by virtue of the fact that Alex Albon, he hitherto, Alex has he, he's been liable to make a cheeky mistake or two, right? Brain fade, let's call it again. He's he's kicked on massively this year we've not seen I think I feel like we saw one earlier earlier run in the year like Bahrain maybe like a cheeky cheeky love tap but for the rest of it he's been mate, he's been immaculate impeccable and I've got to eat some yes. some humble pie on that one he's made a mug of me Fair play can I ask you me. about ultimate potential oh gosh there we go in there again says who knows with Alex I, I reckon um with it, Alex's career, his success will be a, a, a function of quality of decisions that he makes, right? I, I would love to see him go to Red Bull and take it on. We've had the conversation already, Shez. But in retrospect, again, maybe I was a bit dead wrong about that as well. Maybe he hasn't got the minerals to go up against Max Verstappen. And maybe you're right, Shez, that that might not be option as far as Alex Albon's career. I don't know. Hard. So that I have to say that's that's a that's a telling statement because I, I was just having a having a thought over the weekend when um when all the contract uh, new contract talk was coming up that if uh if Red Bull do dispense with um Checo at some point in the next season or two, um you know, two scenarios were put to me in my head. If if Charles Leclerc was to was to go there, I I kind of I kind of back him. You know, not necessarily to as a definite he's going to beat Max Verstappen, but but there'd there'd be some tension there. There'd be a fight there. Um, whereas I, when it comes to Alex, I still think the same thing that that it would be probably career suicide for him to go there. Um, and maybe that that despite me thinking that I think Alex has has pushed on a lot and uh, is starting to show what he can do. Maybe his ultimate potential isn't isn't championship winning. It's perhaps the odd race win here or there. You're such a Debbie Downer, Shez. How uh, dare you? Timing is but everything. That's why yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, he, he could do a Jensen button. Absolutely, he could do a Jensen oh, 09. Disrespect. And he could he could he could he could, he could, <laughs> so he could turn up and be a Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, I, oh I, 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 I mean, I don't I don't know. But is he is he going to be? Is he going to be a, a Charles Leclerc? Is he going to be a Max Verstappen? Is he going to be a Lewis Hamilton? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, Open question. question. No, probably not, Shez. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. But I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have this blaspheming session on all things Alex Albon after he's been so brilliant 
like in in half one, right? Like he's he's nailed it. So I don't I don't I don't think I don't I don't want to rain on his parade. Not now, at least. I'm, I think I'm paying him a compliment by at least suggesting that it's a that it's entered my mind. I don't know, Shez. I feel like it's a backhanded compliment. What you're doing? <laughs> I, I I shan't engage in it on this one. Baxley, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I think this this was a make or break season for a number of drivers, and Alex was definitely one of them. And he has just flown. He has done so well. Um, yeah, I think he's in a really supportive environment at Williams. He's got a team fully behind him, which is probably why I don't think he should go back to Red Bull. It's why a lot of I think of the top guys are just going to look at Red Bull and go, "Why should we bother?" And I don't think Red Bull wants somebody to go in and challenge Max. They want a number two. And Alex has got a taste of being a number one. Why would he sacrifice that to go back to Red Bull, maybe get the odd race win here or there, but play second fiddle to, to Max? Um, you know, he, he's, he's got that number one driver status now and he needs to carry that forward. The only, as I said, the only two places, well, three places I can see Alex going are um, Mercedes, Ferrari, potentially Audi and I will chuck Aston Martin in there as well because I mean we we may not do it in this pod but we need to chat about Lance Stroll because that guy is done for me oh my goodness been him Lawrence you need to sack your son I know that sounds horrible but do it (laughs) he he will cost them championships if Aston Martin want to win championships they will not do it with Lance in the car I, will not I, happen I hear you back I do hear you back so let me just push back on something that you said for a second the, the, the why you, I think you said something to the effect of I don't understand I don't see a, a, a why um, I don't understand a reason why Alex would find himself in Red Bull we've had the conversation before right the one thing that very few F1 drivers get to see in their career or get to experience is a championship winning car right it's a very fine, it's a, the risk to reward calc. There are very, it's, it's a fine line that like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying is I'd be tempted if the Red Bull place comes up. I, I hear both of what, what both of you said, and it's, it's fueled with rational thought. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think if I'm Alex Alban and I harbor aspirations to be an F1 world championship one day, Red Bull seat comes up. Checo Perez sails off sails off to Mexico. I, I'm probably going to take it. I'll be honest with you. So, so what I would say is, I, I I do think that at some point he needs to be tested harder than he's being tested right now. Uh, be it uh, with a with a stronger driver in the second car or a, a jump in competitiveness of the of the Williams, mean, meaning that he's. Um, more predictably in the mix for 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 better positions but that that time isn't happening right now and i think that's why he's looking as good as he is because he's he's made a massive jump up from where he was you know before he went on his break but he's in a position where he is being um cuddled and and um you know big up you know the way that vows and co speak about him they're, they're building their entire team around him. Absolutely, that's what he wants. But at some point, that building of a team around him needs to culminate in something. And that culmination needs to be, you know, him being tested in some way. Um, and yeah, I hope that is, uh, and I hope it's because Williams get better and they can start fighting uh, the other team for better positions. But it might just be because he gets a better teammate. More than likely, bruv, of the two options. Right. Probably, probably the latter yeah. more than the former. Chez, let me talk to you about this very quickly then. Um, just popped back into my head. The bloody jeopardy at the, the end of the race before we get onto brighter horizons and do our usual seg on the chaps at Braxley and, and Bricksworth. Going to have to, aren't we? There's so much going on. Talk to me about how you can... In fact, I know you did it, Chez, because we were watching it together. Braxley, how did you ingest the last few laps and the chaos between the two Ferrari drivers, the the old the the hey. race, the win it or bin it attitude of Charles Leclerc, and what that ultimately nearly cost Scuderia Ferrari. Okay, so peek behind the curtain. I didn't watch the race live yesterday because I was actually in a rehearsal all day, so I I kind of caught up on it. Um, it was utter chaos, and I loved it. 
I, I, I was I was following on Twitter and I could just see everybody going like, ah! and I was like, what on earth is going on? But when you're in the middle of a rehearsal, you can't exactly just sit there <laughs> watching. Uh, well, I have done that in the past, but not anymore. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I've, I've watched it back and it's just, it was insane. It was, it was very almost Mercedes Bahrain 2014-like, you know, in the way that they were really pushing it and pushing the lines Credit to Fred Vasseur for letting them race. We know Ferrari in the past would have just said, no, hold it. But this was a fantastic no risk. race. No risk. Yeah, yeah no risk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I could imagine some former Ferrari team principals having some uh, heart attacks watching that scene, the two of them go at it. But it was it was on the line of acceptable racing. Um, I thought it was superb. You will not get a battle better than that this year. Guaranteed. I, I really enjoyed it, brother. And it was much needed, man. That, again, peaks and troughs of a race, right? And towards the end, I think, like, that was the payoff that F1 fans around the world needed mm. for their hard-earned time that they'd put into that. It was sick. It was... It remind, You know what, Baxter? I'll, I'll see your comparison and I'll raise you. Say it. Barcelona, right? Oh. It was Barcelona 2016. The way that, the way that Charles almost outbroke himself or outbraked himself... It reminded me a lot of the crash between Lewis. Have I got the dates wrong? Between Lewis and Nico? Spain 2016, yeah. Barcelona 2016. Just the way that... Just the way that... Yeah, bro. Oh, sorry. Also, bloody Red Bull, right? Red Bull Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to say that. I thought, I mean, it's... Red Bull at Baku, Danny Rick. Danny Rick and... Oh, I could have done that. I could have done that. That would have been... Although they were travelling less speed. Fair play, Charles. And it was interesting post-race, shares his comments. Um, Nico challenged him, didn't he? He was like, oh, you like go, good luck debriefing that one, Charles. And Charles was like, "Listen, that's the, that's the way I like to race. That's the way I like to race." There'll be, there'll be words had, but me and Carlos are still friends because he likes to race like that, and I like to race like that. And I loved that response from Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mate. That was you know what that was for me. That was seventy nine Dijon. That was awesome. that was Rene Arnu. That was Gilles well, that's high praise, high praise. But, 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 but only only because only because um that's the kind of driver that i see uh charles leclerc as that that's you that do, th- you do have him as a bit of a gilles I, I... yeah yeah he's he's, he's channeling that 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 inner uh that inner villeneuve um I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna hide it like um villeneuve historically has been my my favorite driver of all time like i absolutely love that guy but and, and to see to see Charles in a Ferrari, uh, you know, um, just absolutely putting it on the line every single time he sticks it on the racetrack, uh, and then at the end of a race where you know it's it's just it's just for the honour, um, I love it, I love it, and the fact that they both kept it clean that isn't that what Dijon was about. Loved it. Don't hate it. Go on then, lads. To, on to warmer climbs. I say this. There's been so much going on, right? In fact, before we get onto Mercedes, can we do some F1 judge and jury? Let's talk about Lewis Hamilton <laughs> and Oscar Piastri. Who, who, who's at who's at fault here, Baxty, for that cheeky loves kiss? Oh, um, Lewis, that was a hundred percent slam dunk. Don't argue it. I I, it, it. Slight bit of cheeky. Problem. I've done a thread about the whole thing because I saw some people comparing it to the Charlotte incident in 2019, and the two just aren't comparable. So. Yeah, this was a slam dunk penalty for Lewis, and even he admitted it because that's the kind of guy Lewis is. Be more like Lewis, F1 drivers. Yeah, don't don't disagree with that one. But it's mm. a slam dunk. Sadly, Lewis has done the trying to widen the angle to the colour. I just don't think he knew yeah. Oscar was as close to him, or even there still. That's mm. why he tried to get the proper geometric racing line and had a cheeky love kiss. Go on then, Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris. Who's who's at fault? There well, that one was that one looked a lot more Oscar's Oscar's bad, really. Um, he he sort of understeered into into the side of Lando's side pod, didn't he? Um, I think I said in like, when we were watching it, I just wanted to see what the what Lando's side pod looked like afterwards. It's probably a little bit unnecessary, but maybe a little bit unintentional as well. He was just was was it Piastri that was just coming out the pits? He was because Lando had got the undercut on him, so. Two things there, you know, cold tires and a little bit of red mist. Because why the heck has my teammate been uh, been given the undercut? Um, 
but but yeah, that was that was that was an Oscar, and it kind of took the shine off his drive. Um, there were a couple of incidents that he was involved in in the end, weren't there? And that was that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's learning. He's the chap. He's very good. He's Oscar, but got a way to go still, man. Potential. <laughs> um, all right, then let's talk about Mercedes, lads. Not got a lot of time, 20 minutes or less, and there's lots to bloody discuss. First, I want to come to Lewis's Lewis's pre-race comments about teammates. How, how much more techie do you want to get? So Lewis said something to the effect of when questioned about Max's achievements and potential record-breaking 10th, his first stanza was something to the effect of what Max is doing, I, I, I'm not any more impressed by it than I was Schumacher back in the day or Lonzo back in the day or Mattel back in the day. So that was his first stanza. His second stanza, he continued. My teammates, I, I want to get this right. I don't want to, I, I can't afford to screw it. This is very, very important. The paraphrasing can't be too far off. And he says something to the effect of, I think, I think Bottas and all of my teammates stronger than anything that Max has, or stronger than any of Max's teammates. So here's how I took that, lads. I think he's saying that his weakest teammate, let's check that out, that's Heikik Overleiden or Bottas, in my humble opinion, is stronger than Max Verstappen's strongest teammate, which, call that our Checo, Danny Rick, let's go Checo for argument's sake. Really? Maybe that's a different conversation for a different day, but Danny Rick, like Danny Rick, stronger than Checo, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull Danny Rick was one yeah, of the best yeah. drivers in the sport. Six, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, no, in yeah, this, this, this is the guy um, that took down Sebastian Vettel yeah, 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 in the end, wasn't he? Fair, fair question. Fair, I think I just, I think my mind, you are right, chaps. I think my mind just went straight to Checo. Because we've got the like for like comparison in 2020 run right. And I, I and I rate I do rate check I don't Danny Rick was incredible when he first joined Red Bull. I would agree with you. Like he nailed Sebastian Vettel for time champion order. I don't know, don't let's go on, let's make it easy for ourselves for argument's sake. Because I think because we've got the comparison. You can't compare Danny Rick of then to Valtteri Bottas of now right or probably you. Let's do let's do Bottas. Versus Checo, I think it's an easier conversation to have. Is Lewis barking at the wrong tree here, Baxter, or is he onto something? No, he was absolutely right. And yeah, we're not even talking just Bottas Checo here. I mean, you know, Lewis has had, you know, when he came into the sport, he joined a McLaren team. That's pressure enough when they're expecting to be fighting for the championship. Not only that, he's going up against the defending world champion, Fernando Alonso. That's the hardest teammate assignment for anyone in 2007, let alone, you know, a rookie who, yeah, was very highly rated. And not only that, Lewis went round the outside of turn one on him, you know, outside of turn one in his first race. And then he beat him. Okay, they tied for points, but Lewis beat him on countback. But Lewis beat him in the season. You know, that alone is just the truth. He had Rosberg for three years. He had... You know, okay, Kovalainen was a bit of a wash. Jensen as world champion coming into his team. Let's not forget that Jensen was, and you know, Jensen in 2011, I think, was the best version of Jensen we ever saw. Um, you know, then he had Bottas, who at the time when he came into the team was the next cab off the rank. You've done uh, what you've done what Lewis did and forgot Rosberg. Love it. I said Nico earlier on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nico for three, well, four years, but Nico three years intense championship battle where Nico beat him to a championship. Like, it, it, I don't actually think this was a dig by Lewis towards Max. This was just Lewis going, you know what? I've had better teammates. Yeah, winning nine in a row is all good, but I could never win nine in a row because I had Fernando. I had Nico, I had Jensen. Yeah, 2020 was the only year where he realistically could have done it. And then both the races he lost weren't really his fault. You know, be it be it Italy and Russia, because Mercedes dropped the ball. Go on then, Baxter. How there's a couple of different ways I want to take that. Firstly, if Lewis had said I had better teammates, which is a really semantics, really what I think mm. he meant, I wouldn't have had a problem, right? But it's this like all of my teammates think are the, better, the, stronger than all of... I, I'm not buying that. 
No, I'm not having the that, especially if we get to Bottas and Checo. The only one of Max's teammates who I would say would go in above any, well, I'd say at least two of Lewis's teammates would be Dan, Danny Rick. Wow. Like, like Checo is better than Heike Kovalainen. Yes, I, I will say that much. But like we've got to remember, like Max obviously hasn't been in the sport as long. Yeah, his first teammate was a rookie, Carlos Sainz. You know, and the comparison there is very difficult to do. Both coming in with very big reputations, but you know, they were rookies. Uh, and then he had Ricardo, who beat him two seasons out of one. But Max, by the end, had assumed control as the number one driver. He then had a Gasly that was brought in too early, and Albon, who was brought in way too early. You know, and that's why they had to get Checo because they needed that experienced hand alongside him to help him in the championship because. Nobody of the junior program could do that. So, Baxley, what I think you're talking there. So, this is where this is the tree that I wished Lewis Hamilton had barked upright. If you're talking like team, like if you're going to compile a team of your teammates, then Lewis's first eleven smashes Max's first eleven. But if not you're talking, close. oh, it's not even a that's a yeah. complete non-argument, right? We don't even need to spend two seconds on that. But if with 2021 still fresh in the mind, Valtteri Bottas, I would say, here's what I would say about Valtteri. I think objectively he's probably quicker than, than Checo. I think he's probably a better qualifier than Checo. But what he's not good at doing is showing up at the critical times. If we're talking, somebody came back to me on this on, on Twitter. But they were not talking about driver. And we're not talking about wingmen. We're talking about objectively better driver. All I remember, yeah, is whenever Lewis Hamilton needed Valtteri Bottas to show and prove in 2021, where was Valtteri? Nowhere to be seen, chaps. And that I will never in my life forgive Valtteri Bottas for that. Every time he needed to do something, he did nothing. Mexico, Abu Dhabi, even the time when he nearly bloody... In fact, he did take the fastest lap, didn't he? Even though he's told to back down, he, did, he took the fastest lap and then Lewis had to do enter into mm. more jeopardy unwittingly and do another pit stop and then take it back. He was more antagonist than ally, Baxty. I don't know, bro. I'm not having that. I, I agree with that to an extent, you know, when Lewis needed him in the in the fight. But I will counter that and say that Mercedes would not have won the Constructors' Championship in 2021 without Valtteri Bottas and his consistency. The, the disrespect being shown to Valtteri Bottas over these last few days has been ridiculous. He had a 100% Q3 rate during his entire stint at Mercedes. Not even Lewis had that. That oh, is levels. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. Like, gold like, star he, for Valtteri, really? Is that the, is that the metric no, but like, by which we're going to measure? And he was also... Like, okay, look, Lewis kicked his ass in, uh, in every season they raced together. But in 2019 and 2020, Lewis said he wasn't a, nearly as quick as he, he could have been if it not been for Valtteri. Yeah, he said, I had to be that quick because I had Valtteri behind me. I knew I could beat him, but if I let my guard down, he'd be he'd be there. You know, and uh, you know, we are talking about different levels of driver here, but Valtteri was challenge enough to Lewis that he had to bring out his A game almost every single race. You know, Checo doesn't do that for Max. No way. Like he'll do a job for him in a championship fight. We saw that on a few occasions in 2021. But when he needs to be challenged. He's nowhere. You know, Checo oh. only won two races this year because Max was off the ball or had a, had a mechanical in qualifying. Techie. Just come in on this, bruv. Chime in very quickly, man, because this is, this <clears throat> is techie. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the very specific question here was uh, my, my teammates have been better than Max Verstappen's teammates. We're, we're now focusing very much on is Valtteri Bottas or Checo Perez better? Uh, and in terms of who is a better driver, I'd say that that's, that's Valtteri. That's kind of been proven across. Can't have it. Shows. I can't have um, it. And that's not, and by the way, that's not what, that's not what Lewis said, by the way. I think he said all of my teammates. This is why it's he got that one wrong. Yeah, he got that one wrong. He was going for what you guys are saying, but I wish he'd yeah, yeah. said that right yeah. rather yeah. than all can, of. Can that, that statement is demonstrably false. That you, you cannot have 
Kovalainen in your back catalogue and then tell me that he's better than Daniel Ricciardo. Just, there's no planet on which that's no. that's true. So we could, so if we're just taking that statement literally, we have to throw it out, right? But if you're talking, if we're talking about who is a better driver, not who is a better number two, which I think is what you're saying, who is a better driver? I'd say the guy that 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 at Williams um, demolished pretty much Felipe Massa, um, and then and at, at one point was 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 being touted as one of the quickest drivers on the grid. Oh, is, 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 he, is he is he better than Sergio Perez? I think he probably I think mm. he probably is. Oh, and and yeah. the thing about Perez and his qualifying is, <clears throat> even at the beginning of his career when he got that tire whisperer moniker, the 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 feeling that I always had in the back of my mind was well he wouldn't need to be fighting his way back to the front and doing all the tire whispering if he just qualified better. And that oh, that's his problem. Yeah, uh, sure, 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 sure. Put sure. some respect a... on Checo Perez's name. Listen, that dude, Sorry, Checo. Abu Dhabi 21, when it mattered most. What I don't want from my job, I, I, I agree with 95% of what you both have said, right? Speed, objectively, even though it burns me. But here's the, here's the, the clincher, the <laughs> deal breaker for me. Genuinely, though, Shez, listen, when it matters most, if you're not there, I can't give you credit and and every single time when it mattered in 2021, and again, I am this is me being very grudgeful. Every single time when it mattered most in 2021, Valtteri Bottas was on sabbatical, lads. And I <coughs> I I can never ever forgive that. And then he wants to go and jump in the bloody pool after Abu Dhabi 21, like there's anything to celebrate. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, can lads, I can never. Can I flip that on its head a little bit, right? In that Valtteri's objective when he came into Formula One was to win a title, right? Um, and I, I, I think, and and it's kind of how he's how he played it, and how Mercedes played it, and how Lewis played it. That for the for the four seasons, was it four seasons, or five seasons, five they were together. Uh, for the five seasons that that Bottas was driving there, every single season he realistically expected. That he might be able to mount a challenge, and and that's and he, why he, he went a one. Okay, but not in that first, not in that twenty twenty one season. Because other than twenty twenty one, Checo has not played a a team game where he's where, where he's been no, happy no, to but just. She, but Shez, he's he, gone. And my 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 thing about this is that speaks to Valtteri's competitive nature, his selfishness, which is actually what I think is one of the cornerstones of being a successful Formula One driver. Oh, this is chaos, yes. Because that's him going, you know what, <laughs> I'm not about like helping the other guy out to win a title. If he's going to win a title, can you go and do it yourself, mate? Whereas he, did, Checo... he did help him out when he needed to. Like, you know, you think of Silverstone, you know, Lewis is going through the field and, you know, Valtteri was like, yeah, I'm just going to way. take the widest line possible yeah, yeah, so sure, you can sure, go sure, through. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. He, sure, he got out of the way when he needed to. But he never, and, and, and actually, to be fair, like 2021, to, to be fair, 2018, 2018, Russia. Um, no, not Russia, 2018, mm. uh, Italy, Lewis was not going to win that race if Valtteri wasn't kept out on his aging yep. mediums or whatever. To, to hold up Kimi Raikkonen, so yeah. so he did play the team game. But when it came when it came down to it, he was selfish, which for me is what a Formula One driver should be doing. The not, fact not, that Checo not selfish, not selfish, bad those shares, not selfish to the detriment. Like self, look, look, right, look. If in Abu Dhabi, yeah, new engine and it was an old, old, old engine or whatever. If, if in Abu Dhabi you qualify sixth, and by the end of the first lap you're in eighth. When your when your team and your teammate need you most, you're never there, Valtteri, and I will never forgive that. As far as the comparison between him and Checo Perez, Chambers done a it did a brilliant video. I don't know how many years ago where he talks about the like he compares and contrasts Valtteri Bottas when Lewis needed him most was never close enough to make a difference. He was bloody, he was at least one pit stop down the flipping field. And that mattered when it mattered most at Red Bull, when it mattered most for Max Verstappen, Checo Perez was, like Baxter said earlier, very eloquently, Checo Perez was never in situ to mount a challenge for first place to Max Verstappen, or very rarely at the very least. But what he did do, he made sure he wasn't far back enough 
to not be in play. Lewis Hamilton always needed to concern himself for where Checo Perez was. Max Verstappen, meanwhile, every time he came up upon Valtteri Bottas, it was like Moses parting the bloody Red Sea. Mm. Zero challenge, zero resistance. Oh. And for that reason and that reason yep. alone, Chez and Baxty, in the comparison directly between Checo Perez and Valtteri Bottas, you will never hear me giving credit to Bottas. Checo Perez, every, it's not even a question, lads. Checo Perez, every single day of the week. Oh I need my guy to be there when it matters most. Oh, this, is such, that's, this is so unfair. Hungary, 2019. Italy, 2018. Anybody oh, can rock up. Not anybody can be a Ricardo Patrese and have a good day once in a while. No, even, no even those a, are races a, that... That, that if it hadn't been for Valtteri, if Valtteri hadn't been in the in the ballpark, Max would have Max would have been able to to pit when he needed to and 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 fly off into the distance. Didn't oh. couldn't do it because Valtteri was there. I can't forgive it, Shes. I can't and I shan't. Go on then. Let's get into the, the go on, Ty Baxley. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say like I spoke about the disrespect being shown towards Bottas, but the amount of disrespect that was also being shown to Sebastian Vettel over these last few days has been outrageous as well. It's like yeah. You know, you got all the Verstappen, you know, apologists coming out and saying, oh, you know, he beat Bottas, so big deal in, you know, in, you know for five years. Like, well, hang on a minute. You know, are you forgetting about Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari? Like, you know, the, the guy that won four titles went to Ferrari and mounted two very good title t attempts in 2017-18, but didn't quite get there because, A, through Ferrari's shenanigans in 17 and, through his own misfortune and mistakes in 2018. You know, and in 2019, Ferrari could have mounted a challenge, but they just dropped the ball every opportunity they could. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, they're, they're trying to say, oh, well, you know, you can't, you know, Lewis hasn't had to fight as hard. He's always had the fastest car. He's had so much better competition mm -hmm. than what Max has had. So much better competition. Yeah, be it Rosberg, be it Alonso, be it the Ferraris, be it Kimi Raikkonen and Felipe Massa early on in his career. Yeah, he's had to fight hard and he's had massive competition. Yeah, and he's he's not always had the quickest car. You know, between 2009 and 2013, no, nowhere near the fastest car. Mm, so I just want, mm, I just want I to call that out because that, I agree with that the disrespect to Seb and the disrespect to the level of competition that Lewis has had to face has just been dumb, 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 dumb. Come at me, Max fans. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. What I what I love about this though is the fact that that, that Lewis and and Toto now after the after the Italian Grand Prix are seizing the narrative. I fucking <laughs> love this. I love it. This 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 is what this is what teams that are that are that are that are trying to beat the big the, the the big dominant team. This is what they should be doing. And it, and this is this is classic stuff. Do you remember twenty twelve Fernando when he was fighting Sebastian Vettel? He said. I'm I'm fighting Adrian Newey. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, up, just I'm that. fighting yeah, Adrian yeah, yeah. Newey. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk talk about people not respecting Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's that's yeah. uh, specimen A. Thank you very much. What I will say about Toto's comments after the race so for clarity, he said that um, oh, you know, I don't care about Max's ten in a row. That's just for Wikipedia. Um, you know. And nobody reads Wikipedia. And nobody, which is <laughs> objectively it. not true. <laughs> but I think it's Toto and Mercedes kind of showing the same level of disrespect that Red Bull always showed them. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. And I, I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah, fair play. You know, you're, you're going to have a dig at them. And Red Bull can't handle it. They don't like it. It's like, oh, Lewis is just dead jealous of our success. It's like, no, he's given you a read and that's a pathetic response. Like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. It, yeah, it's just, you, you've yeah, doled it out. You now have to be able to take in. If you can't, that says more about you. I don't, I, you know, backstreet again, one of these ones where I can't disagree with you necessarily. I, I, I think you've been a bit harsh on Red Bull. When Christian reacted to Lewis's comments pre-race, I was almost a bit intimidated by Horner because I'm not used to seeing Horner not bite back. And he was very much like, well, it's just... Because he knew it was true. He couldn't actually... You know, I, I think Lewis's dig was more at Red Bull, basically saying you've not had... Like, I raced against your best ever dual partnership in Vettel and Weber. You know, Max may be better than Vettel, but you don't have somebody like a Mark Weber alongside yeah, to, I, to, to really challenge him. I yeah. almost think... Um, 
Here's what I saw in Christian's response. I almost, there's a famous lyric by one of my favorite rappers called Nas, and it says, your arms too short to box with God. And I almost feel like he didn't, do you know what I mean? It was like, well, we're Red Bull. Have you seen how many points we, like he was almost like, he was unaffected. It was almost like he was wearing a false field. Like it was like, who are you to even, like I don't, not when, okay, 2021, Christian Horner, he would have never had that. He would have been like, like AKs. Like he would have gone straight, like a bulldog, right? He would have gone straight for Toto and Lewis's necks, like hard, like each and every single time. But now he's just like, he's, he's like, he's like bloody Christian Bale in Psycho. Like he just was like, meh, whatever. Who are these like trying to, why are, he was almost unaffected, symptomatic of the, the delta between the two teams, right? And I, I think, um, Toto, it's weird. They've almost done a flip reverse, right? Toto, the usual stoic team principal, now is like talking about all this Wikipedia stuff. I would like, they, yeah, you, yeah, you want yeah, yeah, to? Me too. This is this is their prerogative. This is what they should be doing. Um, I, 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 chaps, I I've been so. calling. I, I'm I'm one eighty in here, lads, because I've been calling for this type of stuff from Mercedes for like for years. But when I'm hearing it now, I'm just like, <laughs> you well, don't like it. <laughs> I dislike it, but I'm like, well. <laughs> Uh, fix your car like, like I, I just think um mercedes have bigger brighter fires to be fighting right now than to be waging war maybe, maybe they know that they got a better car for 24 and they're starting the psychological games earlier i don't know um oh, actually but we've heard heard that all before right sunshine anderson like what i don't want to do yeah. I, I i i this is this is the crux of the problem Baxty. I want to see Mercedes. I don't even want to hear anything from Mercedes at the moment. Mm. All I want to see is them keep their light under a bushel and rock up next year during testing with a car, not even a rocket ship, with a car that's capable of of providing a challenge to whoever's yeah. got the fastest ride. That's all that I care about. So when I hear Toto talking all this nonsense, I'm like, whatever, Toto, miss yeah. me with it, bruv. Just make sure you rock up next year. I don't care for the hyperbole. I just want to see you rock up next year with wheels commensurate with the talent of George and Lewis, of course, seven-time champion, no less, that can mount a challenge worthy of the the rematch that everybody's been waiting for for bloody eighteen months now. Twenty twenty one, man, still fresh in the memory. I don't, I'm not. I don't care for the the banter. Toto, not interested in it. With Grandes, you you're here for it as well. Yeah, I like it. I like it because of exactly what you said that you you absolutely loved it when Christian Horner was was bringing all this and oh he he's he's a guy that stands up for his drivers. It's what it's what Toto is doing right now, and I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I don't think they they are suddenly stopping developing their car and trying to do the best they can to come back next season by by making these comments. You know, no, you can have a, both. But here 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 it is. Those shows like the. The stand-up for your driver play is to say, well, Lewis's teammates, one-liner, here's what you say, Toto. Lewis is driven against champions. Done. Full stop it, right? That's the that's the back your driver play. Rather he did say than that, the, didn't he? He, has, he did defend him it, in that regard. Yeah, he, said, he, he said something along the... Uh, we we uh, let our drivers fight each other. Yeah, yeah. and we yeah. had two drivers fighting over fighting a championship. Each other. Oh, yeah, exactly. that's fine if you're going to talk about the... Yeah, fair. But I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm over-criticising and being a bit harsh on, on Toto. Toto. Oh, yeah, poor Toto a little bit. But bloody Nora, <laughs> mate. Build yourself a car and come correct next season. Surely, Toto. And I, I don't really want to hear Toto talking about Wikipedia and trying to di- diminish Max Verstappen's achievements. Miss I, I, that, lads. I just like Red Bull getting a taste of their own medicine for once. You know, even if it's just this one weekend where Mercedes have a little nibble and then leave it for the rest of the year. I don't know. Me too. Just, yeah, me too. They'll have a little nibble at Red Bull and Wiki Stappen and you know, off you go. <laughs> you gotta you gotta um Can you be so is it is it the time to have a nibble when you're when did they finish? Where did Lewis finish? Fifth and seventh Sixth, or whatever. Yeah. Sixth, <laughs> right? Sixth. Is that the time to have a nibble, Shez? I mean when 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 the question's been asked why why not i i, I don't yeah. see the harm in it particularly uh a bit of trash talk uh it's fun to listen to creates a bit of headlines we get a little segment here it's great yeah. uh, i enjoy oh, it i love what you've done there shows i don't know if if 
this feels like another we don't make mistakes moment to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's nothing like that. But just bluster. Which I still love, by the way. I still love that. that. Mate, no, what you can't (laughs) do though, Shez, listen, this is just like sports 101. You can't talk the talk, not walk the walk. This is the the Mercedes modus operandi for the past bloody (laughs) 24 months, Shez, and I'm tired of it, mate. But anyway, that's um, chaos. Is there any other business, lads? Have I missed any subject topics that we need to know? I need to ask you guys a question. Go for it. Am I right in thinking that George got a five-second penalty as well? Because I've been trying to find out he what did. the hell happened, and I've got no idea what happened. He he, he uh, was it. He was cut in the corner while he was defending against Perez, and had to give. And um, I think it was something like that into 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 turn one. Uh, went off track, gained an advantage, didn't give it back, got five-second penalty. That I think is what it was for. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, fair enough. If he did that, yeah, yeah, no complaints there. So I, I do want to give Checo a bit of a read, actually, because George pushed me off. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And Max Verstappen, that was naughty. Mate, he took that straight out of your playbook. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah it, it takes one to know one. Um, yeah, again, you know. I think Perez was the no. arch whiner. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Perez was moaning a lot. But yeah, yeah just, just those two little reads needed, yeah. I don't, I don't hate either one of those backs onto something. Right, chaps, I think we have wrapped for another episode. That has been another episode of The Shakedown. He has been my co-host, Shez, at ShezMed on Twitter. That has been Baxty, at BaxtyB on Twitter and BaxtyBF1 on the YouTubes. I've been Cameron F1. We'll see you same time, same place next week between now and then. Remember to look but never stare.